The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. Hey, y'all, said friends at Heaven is back. We're brought to you by Sports Drink. Get ready for a bunch of NFL rookies to be dripped out in the number zero. It is I, Rob Paul, a.k.a. the guy getting a massive kick out of major NFL reporters tweeting out details regarding likely undrafted prospects as a blatant favor to agents. And with me, as always, is AJ Hendon Hooker, no matter what. Marchese. I bet you didn't know until today that uh, Bumper Pool's friends call him Bump. And he is recovering from a hit pointer or something, but he'll be ready to go. Today we'll be breaking down our top tight ends in the 2023 NFL Draft. Let's hit it. Seven. 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 Seven rounds in heaven with my baby Driving out to Casey maybe Looking for Stroud or a Bryce Young Who's gonna wear a Hawaiian shirt today? Who's gonna put ketchup on a stick? Who's gonna find a steal in the fifth? The home team Let's go seven rounds Let's go seven rounds together Let's go seven rounds forever And that's a song Today's episode of Seven Rounds in Heaven Is brought to you by Sports Drink Your digital water cooler Sports Drink is a newly created internet community That tries to find the intersection of sports And not sports They're here to help us grow And to hate your favorite team a rising tide lifts all boats, so go check them out online or on social. Go to sportsdrink.org or open Instagram and type in at sportsdrink, spelled like sports drink without the vowels. All we ask is that you close the door behind you. We're trying not to let the funk out. The tight end class this year is serious, AJ. It's serious. It is serious. We've had a couple stinkers. Well, hold on now, Robert. Oh, okay. Last year, yeah, on paper was a stinker, but then a lot of guys produced. No, fair, fair. But, I mean, in terms of, like, top, like, what, 2020 was bad. Wasn't 2020 the Cole Kmet year? Was it 2019? I don't know. And Yeah, it was 2020. Yeah. That, That draft was brutal for tight ends. 2021, we had Kyle Pitts, so that obviously helped. Mm -hmm. Um, And then... Oh, and of course, John Bates, your guy. Uh, <laughs> and then, you're right, last year, on paper, pre-draft. Stinker. N- not, a, not a super top-heavy class, for sure. Bit of a stinker. Um, but, you know what? Last year, there was 19 tight ends I, drafted. I know, I looked at that today, and I like I couldn't believe it. It's weird, right? And that's the most, uh, I only looked at the last five years, but that's, that's the most by far. It's weird. Um, tw- 2021 the least with 11 um on average last five years there's been 14.4 tight ends drafted i I, i'm gonna take the over on that this year Um, that's what i but i do think while last year it lacked 
star power. Trey McBride being the the first tight end selected, and uh, yeah, a very underwhelming rookie season from him. And and, and Jelani Woods kind of being that late riser because he's a freak show. Mm-hmm. And, um, and you know what, Greg Dulcich I think would have had a really good year without the injuries. But overall, more you're right, more solid. Solid guys, deep class. Yeah. Nobody super spectacular, but a bunch of guys who contributed to their team as rookies. Your guy, Chago Conquil, yep. um, kind of leading the way there, obviously, uh, last pick of the fourth round. Um, whereas this year, I think it's more top-heavy, but I don't think we're getting to 19 tight ends drafted. Yeah, I agree with you. I, I don't think it will be too far off, but... No. no. How, how many draft tools do you have? I have um, 16... Okay, I have 17. Okay, that makes sense. And then uh, I have um, seven top 100 grades. Um, as do I, as do I, yes. Uh, and I think there's some guys who I have fourth-round grades on who could end up in the third round. Um, I wouldn't be shocked if we, if we approach double-digit tight ends selected in the top 120, I'll say. I was going to ask you, like, do you think just the depth of the class is going to push you, push them down the board, or do you think, like, with the receiver group not being so spectacular yep. and bingo, the, the class as a whole not being spectacular, that like it's like okay, we need a difference maker pass catcher. Let's yep. take you know Luke Musgrave instead of. So, so what I think will happen is, uh, the first round will have the like where we've got four tight ends kind of being talked about as potential first round picks. Yeah. I, I don't think we're going to have four go. I think we'll have two go. Um, and I think those kind of top end guys will get pushed down slightly, not too, too much, but slightly. Um, but then we'll have a run on day two. I think and, that's fair. and I think it's, it's because like you, you, you said just not a ton of difference making receivers, not, not a clear cut. I mean, coming off our receiver show, we have very different orders, um, yeah. And I think that just speaks to how jumbled up this class is. Whereas tight ends, I think it, it's clearer. But at the same time, in recent history, like tight ends don't translate to the NFL right away. Yeah. There's like, I, I think a good example is like look at OJ Howard. Yeah. Well, the 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 foolproof tight end prospect, yeah. right? Um, and in that same class, David Njoku, who went from kind of being a risky pick. Uh, betting on traits. Some people thought he was a bust. Gets that big deal that maybe he hasn't earned yet, and then he he really had a great year. This he year. did, yeah. No, I know. Um, I, I know this is off topic, but that just makes Kyle Pitts' rookie year just look even more special. Um, but yeah, no, I, I agree with you. Um, that being said, I think I think we can see a couple of these guys definitely go out and be be fairly productive in their rookie year. And another piece of that wide receiver class to the tight end class puzzle equation, if you will. A lot of undersized receivers. So if a team wants a more of a big body type, you know, they can look at this tight end class rather than, um, you know, going after Tank Dell. <laughs> I don't know why I picked Tank Dell, but whoever. <laughs> and I think it's interesting, too, if you kind of look at the landscape of the NFL with the tight end position right now. If you've got one of those truly elite guys, it's mm-hmm. such a difference maker. Obviously, Travis Kelsey leading the way in that regard. Um, and, and George Kittle when he's fully healthy uh but and we've talked about it on previous uh tight end shows in previous years it's still such a muddled position when you're trying to rank it i i I think naturally it's travis kelsey one it's george kittle two and it's like 
Mark Andrews, Dallas Goddard. Yeah. And it's 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 kind of just mucky. And I, I think if you look at how the free agent class played out too, like Dalton Schultz was supposed to be the hot free agent tight end, right? Gets a one-year, $9 million deal with Houston, mm-hmm. which great, great move by Houston, mm-hmm. I think. But that just, I think, speaks to two things. Uh, one being the, the talent coming in in this class, so why overpay for a tight end when you could draft one? Uh, and two, just how uncertain the position is in the NFL right now if you're not one of those true blue elite all-pro type guys. I mean, look at Bob Tunyon two years ago. He yeah. was the dude in Green Bay, and now his career has kind of fallen off immediately. Yeah, he's on the Bears. <laughs> yeah, very much so. I mean... It was also crazy because, like, I definitely agree. This is a very good tight end class. Like I said, top um, seven, top one hundred picks for me. Um, I'm going to ask you how many first round grades you got in a second and another question. But it's kind of crazy that that all that being said, the best tight end in college football last year isn't in this draft class. So maybe this this there, here comes it's the true. wave. Kate Stover chose to go. Kate back. Kate Stover chose to go back. State. Yeah, and Eric all transferred. Um, but no, like. Maybe that's like like you said, it's kind of been a muddled like um, position group in the NFL. Maybe maybe this is the wave coming. It's also been a position that I think it's been hard to justify taking in the first round. Obviously, yeah. Kyle Pitts a true outlier just with his rare traits, his rare size, his rare production. And I think like like you alluded to, Brock Bowers will probably be in a similar position next year when he comes out. Um, but at the same time, like. It's hard to justify drafting a tight end in the first round. Uh, like, TJ Hawkinson was second among tight ends in receiving yards this season. First round pick, right? Yeah. Top 10 pick. Uh, Detroit traded in midseason to Minnesota. <laughs> yeah. And I like, and, like worked out, but I don't think either side is upset about the move, right? And, 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 but at the same time, like, is TJ Hawkinson an elite tight end um, despite being second among all tight ends of receiving years. Like, yeah. it's tough. Or, or you know, which tight end uh, after Hawkinson that was a first-round pick that comes next in total receiving yards? It, it, it was Evan Ingram, who's yeah. on his uh, on his second team, yeah. was on a prove-it deal with Jacksonville. Got yeah. franchise tag, and it really paid off. But it's just a very interesting position, I think. It and, is. And I'm interested to see how... How it plays out in this year's draft, just give, given the talent we have, but also just can you really justify taking this tight end in the first round when I can can get maybe this tight end who's ninety percent of that on day two? Yeah, we'll see. That's interesting. And so that, that leads to my two questions here. One, do you, uh, how many first round grades, if any, do you have? And two, how early do you see that first tight end go? I don't have any first round grades. Neither do I. Neither do I. I have a, I have a, I have a four second no. round grades, but I, I don't have any first. And, but at the same time, I have uh, three three tight ends who will likely be in my top thirty two. Yeah. yeah, I think despite I'm, not having a first round grade. Yeah, I can probably definitely say all have two two locks. Yeah, me too. Mm-hmm. Um, and then your your question, where do we see that first tight end go? See one going? Is I guess. Kind of the, one of the first places you look is Green Bay at 15, but yeah. they're in such a weird position right now. It really depends how the board falls on top of that. Um, you, you can look at Cincinnati. Uh, I don't think signing Irv Smith means they're not taking a tight end I, at 28. I like that signing, though, but yes, agreed. Yeah, me too. It's, it's a low-bust, big-reward type mm-hmm. signing. Um, 
I like that I fit mean, a lot too. Yeah, go on. The char- the Chargers are another team. Yeah. Um. The Giants, like I've seen the Commanders the getting mocked, but I don't. Yeah. I feel like they have so many holes. They oh, should yeah. definitely not take seven out. But hey. Um. But yeah, no. There's definitely a couple teams. I, I like. I said I see two. I don't know which two, but I, I think I see two tight ends going in the first round. Yeah. And I I'm not totally sure where though. Yeah, agreed. Uh, yeah, it's gonna be interesting. But like, where would you put the odds of having a tight end taken in the teens? I'll say twenty five percent chance. So pretty, there's a chance, but it's fairly low. I think that's that's fair. Yeah, I, I kind of feel the same way about like twenty five percent chance Bijan goes there too. You know, mm-hmm. like I don't yeah. know, it's tough. I think I think there's gonna be a lot of surprises on draft night as we dig into this class. Yeah, when Hendon Hooker goes fifth. Um, okay. Yeah. Let's get into it. Let's get into it. Uh, I think there's a pretty clear highest four tight end in this class. Yeah. Who is it then? It's Michael Meyer of Notre Dame. Agreed. Don't think it. I agree. I, even though he's not my tight end one, <laughs> no spoilers, but. Okay, I, I that goes back to I don't overthink Michael Meyer, AJ. I'm telling you. I think I am overthinking him. I'm pretty. I'm I like think you are too. I have him for my highest floor. I think. I think I'm not going to debate that. I'm. Uh, I'm not super high on Michael Meyer. I'm not super high though. I think he is one of the safest players in the entire draft. I have a hard time seeing him not being a top twelve tight end for a decade. Um, not only does he have some of the best and strongest hands in this group. Mm-hmm. Um, he's kind of the most well-rounded in terms of he's a classic Y tight end who can line up in line. Yep. He He's not like a dominant blocker, but he gets the job done. I think there are some things he can he can work on leverage, hand placement. Yep. Uh, but he is a I far more effective. Too. Yeah, exactly. Like He, he has the want to, which is huge. Um, he, I, I think at the same time, uh, is far more effective than some of these other tight ends. Um, and he is just a monster in contested catch situations. He is terrific in traffic. He makes every combat catch. He also has a great understanding of when to settle down in, in the hole in zone coverage and just be a chain mover. Uh, to me, this is this is Heath Miller. It's not going to be a sexy tight end like a Travis Kelsey, but he is going to start for you for a decade. He's going. To, I don't think he's like your like I said. He's not Travis Kelsey. He's not going to be your number one receiver at tight end. But he could be your your go to third, second, third option, um, and he's going to help you in the run game. Yeah, I, I agree with you a lot. I mean, my my comp wasn't Heath Miller, but Zach Miller, Arizona State, so that is. Um, oh, thank goodness. <laughs> no, yeah, I, I agree with a lot. Like you know, like his ability to use his body at the catch point is is really impressive, and like he just the contact and and the traffic just doesn't phase him at all, and I think that's what's going to translate. Uh, quickly, and you know he could potentially become. I know, like what you just talked about, it takes a while for tight ends to to translate. But like you can definitely see him becoming that like, you know, ten year vet who maybe he's got a rookie quarterback coming in, and like that rookie quarterback just feeds him. You know what I mean? Like de- like that that quarterback best friend type, but but not a guy that's gonna you know, like you know, it's he's not gonna be, ever be an explosive pass catching option. But, no, but a guy that you know he's got enough speed to, to work the seams for sure. He ran about four seven flat. Like that's that's fine. Uh, more than fine, um, but yeah, like I, and again, the blocking, like n- no, it's not perfect. Like the hand placement needs work. Um, I, I think like he can he can probably get stronger too, but the effort was great, and he, you see him finishing blocks too, and like the solid pop um, in his hands there into blocks. I my my one thing like is kind of funky 
is like I, I wonder what his like what his playing weight is because he was listed at two sixty five right at, at Notre Dame, came to the combine at two forty nine, and tested you know tested pretty well. So I wonder if like if his you know is is he playing at two sixty or where's that at? That's that's something that kind of caught my eye. I think he'll be six six five two fifty five probably. Yeah, and and I don't think you know if you add that extra six pounds, you're not gonna you know drop to a four nine or anything scary. But yeah, he looks big on tape. He does. Like, he he, is, he looks way bigger a, than he's listed. Yeah, he's a bit of a throwback too. Where like um, he does a really good job. Uh, I thought using that frame to kind of subtly push off and mm-hmm. create space. Yeah, he's physical. Uh, or, or, right yeah, agreed. Yeah, bo- boxing out defenders yep. as well. Like I just. He seems so safe to me. Um, like, again, th- this is, I guess, I, I don't have a first-round grade on him, but I have a high-end second-round grade, and I just see him being like every other Notre Dame t- tight end. Yeah. It's just going to be a long-term starter, a very safe option, maybe make a couple Pro Bowls. I don't think, again, I don't think he necessarily has that juice to be some dynamo who, who kind of moves around formations plays a ton in the slot, although he did line up in the slot at times for Notre Dame. Um, he's just very much a he, like a Heath Miller or, or I guess Zach Miller uh, Who is better than Heath. Inline wide tight end, baby. Yeah, he is. He definitely is. I, uh, I'm i a little lower on him than you are in, in total because because uh, I think just because of the group, you know, because there's some guys that could really you know turn into, into a weapon weapon. But that being said, take him in the second round. I have a second round grade on him, but not an early second. Um, but at the same time, what if the Bengals took him at twenty eight? Don't you just think, I think like, it's fine? Yeah, no, I think. like it's not. It's not again, not a sexy pick, but he's gonna start for them for ten years mm-hmm. and be a very competent, yeah. good player. Um, but I guess so. Who's your highest ceiling? My, my highest ceiling, Rob. Yeah, going from Michael Mayer to. I think you know. I think I think that being said, I think a lot of these are kind of tougher to split. Highest floor is kind of clear, even though Mayer is not my ten and one. Um, I, I think I think you're right though. He is very clearly the highest floor, and these other ones there's a couple toss ups. So let me spoil. I'll spoil it. Michael Mayer is my tight end four. He's my tight end four. Oh, that's such a bad. Take. Okay, we'll get into it. I mean, it just it's just upside potential, and we'll we'll talk about it later. Um, <laughs> we'll talk about it with the other guys later. That is a that is such a bad take. Okay. Uh, my high ceiling, though, I went with, I went with uh, Utah's Dalton Kincaid. That's uh, another bad take. Okay, okay. Who'd you Who'd you put? Big Darnell. I put him for best bet, um, and he would be my runner Dalton, up for highest floor and probably highest ceiling too. Washington. Dalton, Ki- Dalton Kincaid, best ball skills of the group. Yeah. Uh, my concerns with Dalton Kincaid, he is. Three years older, pretty much than everyone. Uh, he's been dealing with a back injury. We didn't get to see him test. Yeah. He. So those are those are a couple of red flags. I, I still have a high second round grade. Like it's not like I dislike him. Yeah. Um. I just. I I can't believe when I'm seeing him as like the eleventh overall pick. I just no. That's insane. That just seems so crazy. Okay. At least you're with me on that. Oh no. I I, have, um, I don't have any first round grades. I, he is my tight end one. But the the top four guys are hard for me to split. I'll, I'll say that. Damn, I thought Luke Shoemaker would be your one. He's my he's my five, um, but yeah, like I I he can't he his blocking is the worst of those top guys though. It's it's not even close. I I will give him this. He tries. He's exact. I was gonna say that when we said that earlier. Where like, I feel like there's not. I, I don't even know if there's any of these like at least in the top ten 
maybe even further. Even of him on my draft tries. everyone has high effort. Yeah, everyone tries hard. He just you know he he's a guy that he's got that narrow build. Uh, he just doesn't have the strength to him. You know, he just really doesn't. And whatever you know, like as we you know in the NFL more and more, maybe maybe it might swing back a little. But you know, the blocking doesn't matter as much as what you can do in the passing game. Um, for for what he's being drafted for, of course. Um, but that being said, I do think like he can struggle against some more physical DBs at times, and that could be a concern in the NFL. Um, he's not what is he? He's turning twenty four in October, isn't he? He's not that much older. Yeah, he's. I think he's two years older than like Meyer everyone. and Washington. I think Musgrave's twenty three. I think. Yeah, he is, and Shoemaker's 24 already. Yeah, well, he's um, the best. But yeah, like, I, I do say, going back to his blocking quickly, um, he will offer some blocking space. Like, he uses the athleticism to get on top of guys, so I ask him to do that, I think he'll be okay. But then, yeah, like you said, the ball skills are great. Like, he's got the best hands in yeah. this class. He, Just he, so he damn is, natural, so strong. And they're, they're big. They're, I think he might have the biggest hands um, amongst, well, other than Washington. But dirt, dirt, yeah, he's got 11, 11 hands. Uh, yeah, but for normal is, human beings, he has, the, he has the biggest hands, yeah. Uh, yeah, Kincaid, ten, 10 and a quarter. Um, yep. Which, are also given his size, are bigger than you'd expect. Yes. Um, yeah, best ball skills in the class. He's really good through traffic, mm-hmm. uh, despite maybe not being as big as some of these other guys. Um he is got really good body control, and I I think like his maybe the best part about him is he's a big time chain mover. He is yeah. so good at just settling down, being the QB's best friend, picking up seven yards on a third and six, uh, over the middle. Generally speaking, uh, he's very Zacherts. Yeah, I think that's the, that's a comp I, I stole and put on him too. I, I agree with you. I do say, like, if, if anyone in this group becomes, you know, uh, like that high-end receiving threat, I think it's Dalton Kincaid. And not, not saying that other guys can't. It's just I think he'll be the best. No, I, I I think I think so, too. Yeah. He is the, the most pro- easily projectable to that. Yeah, I, I totally understand the concerns. I'm, like, I'm there with, with you on that. I was more playing devil's ad. No, just so you know. I, no, that's, I'm not low. That's, that's what it's for. No, I know you're not. I know you're not. I think we're, like, our grade's probably the exact same. Um, but, like, it just... Like, not having testing worries me, but you throw on the tape and it, 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 you're not worried about that. And then, like, I love, like, in this whole class, I think, it's just, like, that the lower body flexibility and the ankle flexibility just, like, leads to him, like, being such a nimble route runner and having that snap to his route. And and then, like, you know, like you said, the ball, the hands are great. The ball skills are great. You know, he's, he's jumping his, his timing, his jumps very well and combat catches, check, check, check. And then, like, after the catch, like, he's just, like, he turns into a runner instantly and makes guys miss. Like, it's a good combo of, like, some like you know speed, like pretty good speed for a guy like a, a tight end. Good elusiveness, some power. I just think overall, like he's just the most complete pass catcher of the group. Is he the most complete rounded tight end? No, because the blocking is pretty suspect. But at least the the effort is there. But just I think he has the best chance of being like a true, like like not that other guys can't, but just being like a true, a true like, weapon. Yeah, I mean the passing. The the yeah, cla- like the the F tight end who moves around, who is consistently. Second on the team in targets. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, no, I, I I get it. It's just I think there's more concerns with him. And now I'm not saying this about you because you don't have him here, but like just seeing him being this like top 15 guy on boards. I, I don't see seems that. so crazy to me. I don't see that. And I think there's more red flags with him than kind of being talked about. Just. Given we never saw him test, yeah, which isn't the end of the world, uh, but given how well every, all the other tight ends tested, yeah. and yeah, 
Um, he, he, like, I, I think he is a really good athlete. He looks like a really good athlete. But that being said, like, if he goes out, it, it would have been very easy for him to test the worst of the group. And that, that doesn't necessarily mean he, he was tested poorly. Not the whole group, but, you know, the top guys. That doesn't mean he tested poorly, but because these other guys just fucking blew it up. Also, I, I just think, like, you got to make sure he lands with, in the right spot where he's being utilized yeah. more. Like, as this flexed-out tight end is a jumbo slot, and yeah. is a h-back and not playing like in line, in line as a y like i saw him mock to the titans 11 and oh, that just God. seems repetitive to me because like chiga conquos yeah. like whether they're the same level of talent or not that's a different story but like they're the same archetype at least you well, know like one I mean? of like like if, they, if the titans it, are drafting yeah. a tight end it should be darnell washington yeah it definitely should <laughs> and i i i like like i said darnell washington's my best bet if you're ready to, to make a case for your yeah. highest ceiling he so he's my highest ceiling he's six seven he's over 260 pounds he's by far the biggest tight end. it's one of the biggest tight ends we've ever seen he's 11 inch um, hands too yeah <laughs> yeah just uh, looks like an offensive tackle he truly playing, does yeah. playing tight end uh 34 and th- uh three eight inch arms like He's in the 98th percentile for uh, hand size, 91 for arm length, 98 for wingspan. He is a mammoth. And then he goes out and he runs 464. He uh, also went ahead and had a 408 short shuttle, which is insane at that size, like mind boggling. And obviously kind of the the bugaboo with him is he was uh, never the feature tight end at Georgia. I think that's like, not one. It part of it is because, like you alluded to earlier, Brock Bowers is there, who has a good chance to be a top fifteen pick next year. Um, one of the most dynamic players in the country happens to play the same position as Darnell Washington. Yeah. Um, Washington, though, despite that, and this isn't to pick on players who transferred, but Darnell Washington stayed at Georgia, embraced his role as the sixth offensive lineman, being the wide tight end, just being in line all the time blocking his ass off all the time, which allowed the Bulldogs and, and your boy Todd Monken to move Brock Bowers around as the F. And I think it just goes to show, like, this guy will do what is asked of him, plus they can let him wear the number zero now, which is awesome. I was about to say, how perfect um, is it that they announced that when we do our tight ends? I know, right? <laughs> uh, he has, like, those hands, that hand size shows up. He just swallows footballs, like, Man, like, he the one-handed great, massive, yeah, the the one-handed grab at the combine was yeah. silly. But you saw you saw that tape too. I was about to say, and then it, it's like when the ball's in his hand and he's in the open field, like you'll see Darnell Washington hurdle over mm-hmm. a defender, mm-hmm. which is jaw dropping. Um, and like he 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 can high point, he can win 50-50 balls. He was never featured at Georgia, so it's it's kind of. On tape, you see it a little less than some of the other top tight ends, but at the same time, like he only cut two less passes in his career than Luke Musgrave. Yeah, well, and Musgrave constantly was, or not constantly, but was banged up. Yeah, that, that's one yeah. thing with Musgrave is like people kind of ignore the uh, the lack of production there. I know he was off to an amazing start in in this past season when he had like ten catches both games, but yeah, I I totally agree with it. Anyways, sorry, go on. Um, and then, yeah, then you get to the in the run game where Darnell <laughs> yeah. Washington. Well, well, he does need to work on keeping his feet and his hand placement at times. He's just so big, strong, and athletic that he just 
his technique didn't uh, kind of about, hurt him as a blocker. I was about He's to say, I mean, like the, the technique isn't isn't perfect. It can still improve a lot. Like you said, the hand placement, the feet, he kind of ducks his head a bit uh, at times, and like his hands and feet not in sync. And that's why I think it's scary, man. Like get him with an NFL, well, I mean, get him with the line coach, you know, and he can just get even better, and that that's terrifying because. I think he's already he was already gonna be one of the better run blocking tight ends in the league, and I feel like we've seen a lot of like tight ends come to the NFL like who had no idea how to run block and become pretty good run blockers. So you have a, if you have a guy with this like he's already got that high floor to it and that size and that pure sh- like he's got like, crazy upper body strength for for a tight end like I've like he can like when he when he pass protects he looks like another tackle like which is I think is even maybe even more impressive than his run blocking you know like just in a vacuum there. Um, yeah, I don't know, man. Like he just—that's why he's my highest. My my. He's my runner up for highest ceiling. He's been my runner up for highest floor, and that's why he's my best bet. Yeah, and then, like uh, obviously, there are things he needs to work on. Like he is so big. Yeah. That like the route running isn't amazing. Yeah. He can be a little. Uh, I don't know. Slow to get in and out of his breaks. He can be be kind of like. Um, not as explosive at times as you'd hope to see. Yeah, he's he's kind of slow off the line, but then he has that build-up speed to him. Uh, and it's just, I think part of it, too, is like he, he's, I think he's 21 right now. He's going to be 22 as a rookie. And he just hasn't had a ton of reps as a true pass catcher because he spent so much time as this marquee blocker in the run game and in pass protection when they ask him to stay home uh in uh, six-man protections. Mm-hmm. Um, but that, to me, gives him a baseline floor as a dominant blocking tight end yep. who can immediately give some boost to your run game. Like, I, again, I don't have a first-round grade on him or anything, but I can understand swinging on what he could be at the end of the first round. I, I think if I'm going to take a, a tight end in the first round, I'm taking Darnell Washington. I know he's not my tight end one because Kincaid is, but... I think if I'm going to take one, that's why it's my best bet. That kind of just goes to, to kind of say that. Because at the very least, you're getting a guy that's going to play 10 years and be one of the best run blocking well, and pass blocking tight ends in the league, I think. And, and this, this is a little this is a weird example, but last year's tight end class was so underwhelming mm-hmm. that I ended up with Jelani Woods as my tight end one. And that had, for similar reasons, like, again, not with uh, near the degree Darnell Washington has, but for similar reasons, he ended up my tight end one because of the size, the traits, the potential. Yep. And that's what you're swinging on with Dar- Darnell Washington, but at the same time, you're also getting this guy who could yep. quickly become the Mercedes Lewis of blockers at tight end. I threw that comp down, too, by the way. Um, it's the perfect comp. Yeah, it is. Because, I, again, I, I mean, Mercedes Lewis, he had productive receiving seasons, too, right? But, like... He plays Ben and Lee. Yeah, for he made a Pro Bowl. Yeah, I think he had like a 700 yard season. Where I think Washington um, can do that easily, and I think the upside is, is greater. But at the least, yeah, he can play 15 years as a as a run blocker. Um, yeah, be, become Aaron Rodgers' best friend. And, be, and we're zero, which is the best part about it. Exactly. Uh, but yeah, like just you know the the one hand stabs that he flashed is like. I know that's not the end all be all, but that's just like the the glimpses of the potential as a as a pass catcher. You know, it's just like that's you make you you make a one handed catch, you're usually tight end one. Uh, he isn't, but yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, there's also because this class is so good. There's multiple guys who I think could be the highest ceiling tight ends in multiple mm-hmm. classes. It just so happens. Uh, 
like Dal- Dalton Kincaid is one of the most productive pass catching tight ends we've seen. Yeah. Darnell Washington is just one of the biggest freak shows. But like Luke Musgrave, most years is the highest yield. Yeah, absolutely, <laughs> it's it's totally true. I mean, hell, most years Michael Myers highest floor, highest ceiling, and best bet. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. <laughs> um, moving to value pick, and with I think probably seven to maybe ten tight ends going in. The first three rounds, who's the guy who you don't? We'll just say you don't have a top one hundred grade on, but you very much see a pathway to him being a starting tight end in the league. Yeah, I, I think this is kind of a tough question in this class because like usually this is like your ten and five, right? Um, yeah. So I wrote down two names. It's my eight and nine. And I was going to kind of audible based on who you went with. Um, I can go first. No, no, no. You know what I'm going to I'm going to throw out. I'm going to throw out Brenton Strange from Penn State. Yeah, that's the that's the right pick. That's my pick as well. I like Brenton Strange a lot. Um, who I don't have a top 100 grade, and like that's kind of a guy that like doesn't quite have the skill set that I think will get him in the in the top 100. But I got like an early fourth round on him, so like he's right Same. there. Yeah, I think I think the the thing for Brenton Strange is he's just not as clearly projectable as a pass catching threat as some yeah. of these other guys, like a high end pass catching threat. No. Some of these other guys, he tested well still. Like, that's how good this class is. Like, he was in the 91 percentile for 10-yard split, 92 for, for broad. Like, he's an explosive yeah. guy, just not the same type of athletes of these other guys. Just the agility was a little bit below average. But, like, funny enough, if you watch him on tape, I think that's what you would think he tests the best at, which is kind of – so, and yeah. Also, also, just a guy who – he is not afraid to tangle as a run ball. He, he plays – Every like not just as a run blocker, but he just plays hard. He just he has one speed, which is just fucking go. I, I love it. He's got tenacity to him, and yeah, de- definitely just. He he's also a guy who I think. Um. Well, he he was played a lot of H back mm-hmm. for Penn State, and, and like you would be like, oh, like he's probably an F. I think he's one of the guys who can kind of jump between them. Like, yeah, he's shown enough athleticism and, and pass catching prowess to, to be more of that move guy but also he's such a physical and willing blocker in the run game that he could be a wide tight end he, he's not the biggest guy but he's still over two fi- like he's heavier than Michael Martin mm-hmm. he's 253 he's 6'4 um, he's also a very good chain mover I think my biggest knock on him was kind of contested catch situations and, and, and you'll note his arm length's in the third percentile mm-hmm. like, it, it makes sense that he's not maybe the best in those uh, 50-50 ball spots. But he's just – I thought he was really good at moving the chains yeah. over the middle. He, he um, like I said, really willing the run game. He just checks a lot of boxes for being a solid NFL tight end. Yeah, no, I totally agree. And, like, if you want him in that, like – not not pure H-back, but, like, you know, he was really effective as a lead blocker too, which a lot of – some of these guys mm-hmm. aren't because they're a little, you know, longer and stringier, but he's yep. more compact build. So he can he was really good at that, and he's got the tenacity to him, like we said. Um, but yeah, I think just like that's really solid chain mover, like he's like you like you said, like just the hands are solid. Like he 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 turns into a runner after the catch, and like he's got some pretty good yak. Like he he's got like good contact balance. It comes with that compact size, and and then um, as a blocker, yeah, I, I, it's gonna be interesting to see exactly how that blocking translates to the NFL. But like at the very least, like I said, I think he's really effective as a lead. And it just really good in space. Like he just picks up guys on the outside and buries them. Um, yeah. And like just like he's got he's got enough juice to him too. Like he's coming off the line good. I agree. Like I think the technique blocking wise will probably have to um, improve. Kind of like just square guys up a little bit more consistently. And like you said, like it just 
not a great contested catch guy. He's probably not going to be a big deep threat or anything anything like that. The route running is isn't I don't think any special, but just a guy that like yeah, you're tight end too. Um, he's open. You hit him. He's going to catch it and he's going to pick up some yardage. Like that's on day three. Why why the fuck not right? Who who who's the other guy you were? I'll save it. I'll save it because I'll 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 oh. make him my wild card now. Oh oh whoa! I thought wild card was hard. That's why. They're all wild cards to me. Uh, going to sleeper. If we're talking sixth, seventh round, maybe in this class it could be a fifth rounder even. Um, tight end that maybe maybe not a guy you're projecting who has a chance to be a tight end one one day, but like a very productive solid tight end too. I think I stole yours, so just just say yours. I'm gonna be so mad if yours is Blake Whitehart. Blake Whitehart. <laughs> Shut up. Blake Whitehart is mine, man. Like, come on. That's why I I've let you go first. This East West Shrine Bowl. That's my guy. Uh, but I love Blake Whitehart. Um, just talking, like, was not really on my radar. Yeah. I uh, During Shrine Bowl practices, he was clearly the best tight end there. Um, solid tight end group there, too. Uh, and a guy who just kept getting open and catching kind of everything coming his way. He was really good with his stem work. He had a really good understanding of how to create separation using his size. Um, and then you get to the tape, and he's got great hands. Mm-hmm. He's not a, a, a super dynamic guy, but he can move the chains for you. Um, I, I A very, very willing blocker. They kept him home in, pa- like in yeah. their weird slow mesh offense. He's pass blocking a lot more than other guys. Yeah. Um, and then he tested pretty well. He tested better than I was expecting. Uh, I, I I kind of see him being a, a tight end, too, who's uh, got the ability to... I, I want to see him add a little bit of weight, I think. But Agreed. Can be, can be a wide tight end, tight end, too, who's helpful in the run game. When you do throw to him, he catches it. He kind of climbed the ladder a bit. You throw him in the yep. little game, you see him climb the ladder. Yeah. Um, and I, I don't know, like, I could see him being, like, a Tyler Conklin type of tight end, uh, a, a guy who toils as a number solid number two, and when he gets his chance, he steps up. Yeah, I, I'm very much there with you. Like you said, like, not a lot of production there at Wake, but... Um, it's that stupid offense. It's a stupid offense. But I love it. <laughs> but, yeah, like, I think when you see the glimpses, that's a good pass catcher, like, the the... There are glimpses of just some really nice, you know, high snags on tape. I, I think just soft hands overall. And then a guy that, like, you know, blocks well. Like, he's got that good wide base. He, he moves in, like, the, you know, that classic choppy steps. Like, he, he's moving guys. He's got good technique there. Um, and then, like, and like you said, <laughs> he pass protects a lot, and he does it pretty well. Um, but then also, like, as a route runner, you kind of see him throw a little bit of tempo at it. But, like, he's not going to wow with anything athletic. I don't think he's not going to wow with speed. He's, he's you know... There's not a, lot, a whole lot of snaps to those routes or anything, and the yak isn't much there. But I, all the I agree, all the pieces are there for him to turn into like a pretty damn solid tight end too. Um, concerns are, I think, like pretty lean build, like you said. He needs to add some muscle, probably, especially the lower half. He's, he's gonna hit those leg days, um, and and you know, weirdly though, good hands, but like small hands under nine inches, which not a huge deal. But that's just another thing to throw out there. But yeah, I like it. I, I got a six round grade on him, and I kind of think I, I see that path to him being a potential ten and two for a while. Yeah, uh, a guy who I think in other classes would have a lot more buzz. But agrees. This class is so good. Yeah, he, he's there's so, your, so many guys that are like you know, 
in so many classes where like you're taking shots on and they'd be going higher than he, he's going to be. But like you said, just because the class is so damn good. Who's your deep sleeper? We're talking uh, again in this class. Maybe he's a seventh I, round pick. I, I have a draftable on my guy. I don't know if he'll get drafted though. I don't have a draftable on mine. I, there was no guy that like like fits the deep sleeper mold that I, I felt like just like you know is is kind of my guy. Um, there's a lot of like you know later guys, but that I like, but not, not I don't know. I like them too much maybe. So I'm going to uh, kind of a funky pick with Michael Ziki from from UCLA. Um, Ooh, I heard he had a good PA bowl week. Yeah, and and I think like another guy that not a lot of production on the on the on you know at UCLA. Um, but just kind of like this, he didn't he didn't test very well. Like he had a really bad uh, agility scores, but like four seven four and like solid jumps. Like that that's that's good. Um, take that. Uh, and like he's got the pedigree, former four star guy, um, and kind of like what's like the H back, you know, role for them at UCLA. But like they you know threw threw in the slot a lot of times. But I just kind of like I thought watch the tape. I think he's a better athlete than he tested. Just kind of like a springy mover. He got some move out there. The hands are pretty solid. Can box guys out a bit. The routes are, are good enough. Um, enough, like, thumping him, blocking in space and stuff, and, and enough juice to do some after the catch. I think, like, the, the block effort is solid, but, like, he just doesn't have the strength to to, to handle, like, you know, def- defensive line or edges in the NFL. And another guy that's kind of got that lean, like, he's 6'5", 241, so kind of similar build to, to Whiteheart, where he's kind of high cut and has that lean lower half. Um Again, not a lot of production, but like he popped in that UC, uh, the USC game down the stretch, um, where I think he had three touchdowns. So like, I, I don't know exactly what he's going to end up becoming, but if you you know if you want that kind of like that more H backy move guy, I think there's some potential there. Like like again, don't have a draftable grade on him, but a guy you get undrafted, I think he could come in and in surprising camp. Okay, mine mine feels a little more well known than yours. Um, Despite being FCS tight end, I'm going with Noah Gindorf. Yeah, that was my other. I was gonna. I was gonna consider Gindorf. Yeah. Of, of North Dakota State, my last draftable tight end. Great. I um, don't have draftable on him, but I love him. Six six two sixty three. If you want a guy who will probably catch two passes a year, mm-hmm. but be an impact player mm-hmm. in the run game, this is your guy. <laughs> uh, he uses that size to his full potential. He's like the only other tight end in the class. Who who rivals Darnell Washington? Washington yeah. in terms of size, <laughs> um, he's a better technical blocker, I think, than Darnell Washington too. Uh, just really physical, really. That's like he knows that's why he's on the field. Yeah, uh, the Bison's just line him up in line all the time, and, and utilize him there. And then every once in a while, when they throw him a pass, like he he, he uses his size to to haul him in, and, and it gets the job done. Um, Good arm length too on him, thirty three and, and eighth. Um, he's like, yeah, I don't know. He's Eric Tomlinson, you know. Like, you take him in the seventh round, he can be your tight end, run blocking specialist tight end. Maybe, maybe your tight end too is a more athletic guy on pass, passing downs, but I don't know. I just see like guys like Noah Gindorf carve out careers yeah, in the NFL. Yeah, they do. I throw a Billy Bajima comp on him. Um, <laughs> Gosh, I, I, I thought like um, one thing like watching his earlier you know earlier career tape at North Dakota State. One thing that I thought like was really important for him to get better at, and he did, was like just getting out in space and blocking better, and, and he did. Yeah, and I think that's he did. like not that that's going to make or break his career, but I think that's just uh, saying a lot. Against Arizona, he had a nice little pancake yeah. uh, getting out in space. I think on a little screen yeah. pass where he hammered the dude. No, it's um, a great okay. pick for for deep sleeper. <laughs> Thank you. Now. 
I didn't tell you to do a super duper deep sleeper. No, I don't. I don't. My 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 one was already like okay. I'm gonna switch where my my sleep my deep sleeper was a uh, Gindor for my deep my super duper is Ezekiel. Okay, <laughs> but I, I just wanted to pitch you on something. It, yeah. It's March Madness. Oh, okay. This is way better. Yeah. The Miami Hurricanes have a, a pretty great. Now they're they're in the Final Four. Do you know that AJ? Florida I, basketball is, is better back. than Florida football. Yeah, the state of Florida that is. Uh, the Gators suck at everything. Um, <laughs> got to edit that out. But, We've been there before. Um, but yeah, the Miami Hurricanes have a six foot seven, two hundred and forty eight pound <laughs> center, and now he's only a junior. Uh, and I, I'm I'm probably going to say his name wrong. Uh, Norcad Omir, um, who is averaging thirteen point three points, ten point one rebounds this year. Uh, he's really fun to watch too. Like. Just dominates the boards. He was an Arkansas State transfer. Last year he averaged nearly 18 and 12 boards. Like, he is, the to me, like, you, you he looks like an offensive tackle. Just playing basketball. Like, he kind of looks like Paris Johnson in terms of his size. Just like if Paris Johnson lost 50 pounds. Um, Jim, Jim uh, Laranega, um, he, he has... The future starting tight end of the New Orleans Saints yes, on his geogram comp. Write it down. Exactly. exactly. Does he have a pension for flying um, uh, airplanes and whatever else Jimmy likes? Um, point being, it's it won't be this year, but he'll be my highest ceiling next year. Um, I got I got I got a guy that caught my eye on March Madness that I think could turn into a football player. With, it's worth noting. Every year there's like one. Yeah. Like I mean, hey, Chris, the Jaguars tight end Chris Manhurts played college basketball because. Kinesis or something, and he's the best blocking, te- one of the best blocking tight ends in the NFL right now. And then, of course, our King Mo Ali Cox. Like, we get him every year. My issue is my guy is like, I think, like an actually a good basketball player, though. That's that's the only issue. Well, so is my guy. Yeah, I know. I know. My, how about Mizzou's Kobe Brown, who's 6'8, 250. Looks like he might have a couple of extra LBs on that frame, too. Just I like that with that frame, you can you can shoot the three though. That's, that's yeah, I think your problem there is like he might actually play. That's why I said he's good. <laughs> yeah, okay. Not that o- Omir can't, but I just think maybe he's be better in the NFL. Um, <laughs> uh, I'll give you an actual one. Uh, Georgia Tech receiver EJ Jenkins, who is a 6'6", 245 pound receiver, that's going to play tight end in the NFL. Uh, I'll, I'll say this: Just watch him against Pittsburgh. Okay, I will. I, I didn't. I didn't watch him, so uh, it's okay. He was a South Carolina transfer. He, only, he had like 17 catches this year, 12 last year with South Carolina. Uh, was in the FCS at St. Francis, I think. PA. And uh, he's super interesting. Yes. There's also two other big receivers: Louisiana's John Stevenson, Ohio's James Bostic, who uh, maybe features at tight end. Anyway, let's get to wild card. I don't think there's like a clear cut like oh yeah this is a... so I, I ended up I ended up just calling it Zach Coons baby. I think Luke Musgrave is a complete wild card. That's an interesting one too. I, that's, I mean we we got to talk about both. So um, Zach Coons I'm just gonna say wild card because holy fuck what a, what a damn athlete <laughs> six seven two fifty five he he blew everything up like you know perfect RAS score he ran a four five five the jumps and agility are elite you know, he's got everything over. Everything over ninety uh, percent. Yeah, he's a freak. And then you know he he missed most of this this past season, and he's I think he's a little bit older for prospect too, the Penn State transfer. But man, like I I mean I I'm, I like Zach Coons. I'm high on him. I'm <laughs> you, you, the, you see the athleticism on tape too. Oh like yeah, he's not just 
Like they they split him out, throw on the Virginia game, they split him out. Like mm-hmm. you can see the wiggle in his routes. Mm-hmm. Uh, he is super interesting. Yeah, yes. Now I think the big thing is those hands are pretty damn iffy. You see some bobbles, and mm-hmm. there are some really, really nice, impressive catches. I, I watched that UVA it's game not, too. Yeah, but there's some like easy ones where he's like, it takes a couple, and he hauls it in. And then you know, I mm-hmm. think he's gonna he's gonna struggle in line, but that doesn't matter when you're six yeah. seven two fifty five and you're a freak. Um, so like that. That's and it, it's funny. Like in last year's class, I think this is a guy like he probably would have been pretty high for both of us on our yeah. on our boards and top five. Easy. Yeah, exactly. Or like I got him like an, I think I have an early fifth on him. Um, but just going to be so interesting to see where he goes. And it kind of sucks for him that, like, missed this past season or most of it and is in this class, where I think a lot of classes, like, that's a guy you swing on earlier than he's going to end up going. Speaking of big, long, athletic tight ends, mm-hmm. so I got Musgrave here because, I don't know, it, it, he's been kind of polarizing in that he went from being, like, this first top 20 lock mm-hmm. to for some reason he's dropped, but, like, nothing's happened to make him drop. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you, you're seeing a mock super early now. Dalton Kincaid's <laughs> being mocked super early. Musgrave's more of this like mid-second guy, which is where I think he should have been this whole time. Yeah. Um, and it's just there's no games have been played since then. He tested really well at the combine. Mm-hmm. He's six six two fifty three. Uh, his, his broad was in the ninety third percentile, like eighty eighth percentile forty yard dash. If you liked him, I don't know what's changed. Uh, I. And he's missed twelve, or he's only played twelve games the last two years. Yeah. That's a big question. He's not super great in contested, not super consistent in contested catch situations. Yep. Um, but he is so good down the seam. He is so explosive. He he can flex him out. He can he he's he shows uh, great. Well, he's not great or consistent in contested catch situations. Like you see the the length. In the ball skills show up, uh, just throw it high. You can throw it low. Like he, he's got bend too. Um, yeah, he's he's. I think he's a really boomer bust guy. Yeah, no, I think that's fair. He, he probably he really is because like that, the blocking, like the strength at the at the point of attack, like that's just going to need a lot of work. And, and you know, he's he's just more of that wall off kind of blocker. And like you said though, like the the, the catching in traffic. It probably could use quite a bit of improvement, and I feel like the yak isn't as good as a guy you'd expect from that no. athletic profile, um, and no. like through contact and stuff. So I totally agree. If those clean up, he's gonna, he's gonna, he's got all the traits to be a high end receiver. Like, but like I, I think some some people is he Darren Waller? Like some will mm-hmm. sell themselves on that, right? Where where Darren, Darren Waller is a tight end quotations, but he's like this yeah. move F tight end who's at his best playing truly playing just as a mismatch at receiver. Um, and I think that's how you get the most out of Luke Musgrave. But I think the difference there is uh, Waller, even better athlete, and Waller better in those contested catch situations. I kind of dogged Musgrave on the uh, on the post-combine show because I've never been on that first-round train with him, right? And everyone was. And then, like, the combine was still so good, but he was expected to, like, shine amongst this group, and he... He, he didn't like like I said on the show. Like Luke Schoomaker like <laughs> put a lot of numbers similar to him. You know, not on the whole, but he almost as fast. Big time built different. That's true, but maybe that's the the recipe for why he he's kind of lost the steam. But but at the same time, he's, he he scored a nine seven seven. Exactly. Last, no, no, right? I'm not saying like, it's he's a freak show. Oh yeah. No. Okay. I'm not, okay. No, no, I'm not saying it's intelligent. I'm just saying it's, it's maybe that's why. I don't know. But yeah, I agree with a lot what you said. Like, but the. the where I have him is still based on like that potential of like that, like you said, the how 
dangerous he is getting vertical and just the, the the nimble feet, the oily hips to him. Like just he's he's such a loose athlete. I think like the testing is great. Like I, who cares? If there's a four six one. That's still amazing. Like I don't. It's weird. And even though he didn't run a four four, which I think people were potentially throwing out there. Um, and like you know, like you said, super athletic at the catch. Like he's just such a very fluid athlete. I think there are some tools there to be a competent blocker. He's never going to be high end though. Um, yeah, I, I totally agree. He, he is super boomer bust, though. But the right team, the right situation, um, I think it's going to hit. And it's still a guy you roll the dice on, but not in the first. I, like I got a what mid mid to late second round grade on him, and there there I'll be fine, you know. Mm. Um, now, who's your best bet? I put Darnell Washington. Hit that already, baby. It's really interesting to me. I I, I put. It depends what you're looking for. It's very much. I, so. I think yeah. if you just want a complete safe tight end, I think it's Michael Meyer. Uh, if you want a tight end you know you're going to utilize as an F and just immediate trustworthy in the passing game, I think it's Dalton Kincaid. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, but No, I was just going to say, and, and with for me, like I said, Washington would have been my runner-up for highest floor and ceiling. And we talked about him all ad nauseum already and the blocking combined with the upside as a pass catcher. Just if I'm, like I said, I think he's the only guy I would like, or he'd be the first guy I took in the first round, really. Um, the guy most I'd be most comfortable taking in the first round because worst comes to worst, you've you got a elite blocker. Um, and, and and lastly, we put the fullbacks with the tight ends this year. Who's your best fullback? I like Hunter Lovke. I, I, I'm a, quite a fan of him. Um, I like he's my he's my 13 here in this group. Um, I got like a late fifth, early sixth. He's kind of funky because he's like not a real fullback, you know. Like he's he, he's a running back. He's a running back that kind of lines up at tight end is like a wildcat guy, and like he, he his lead blocking is like his worst trade, which is kind of scary. But I don't know what you're doing with him, but the talent is there. Like he's he end up off. So I mean, he he runs he runs well. You know, he's got the good purse and runs hard and. And I, I do think um, as a receiver, though, like you see some really like he's got he's got a great wheel route and very very interesting. And I think yeah. like the hands are Shanahan soft. System will love him. Yeah, exactly. So one of those one of those teams has to take him, please. Um, I didn't rank him with the tight ends just for the I, I did, I did just to get him in there. Okay. Uh, I, I, my other option, I, I put Oklahoma's Braden Willis, mm-hmm. who I I think is a going to be a better true fullback than Hunter Lepke. Yeah, I think that's fair. Uh, how about uh, like Braden Wills, a super useful player? How about the the best player in college football, Jack Coletto? Hey, I, he's. I think he'll make a roster probably, probably right? <laughs> or a practice squad. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Like he's another guy. Like he's he just did everything for Oregon State. He he actually looked pretty solid at the East West Run uh, Bowl. Do you have a draftable on, on Lucky? No, I respect that. I oh, sorry, I don't respect that, I, but I understand. Oh. <laughs> Do you respect or do you I not? do not, but I understand. Uh, he just just below. I, he's a fullback who's kind of undersized. It, it definitely it, and doesn't. Yeah, like he's very scheme specific. I guess. Yeah. You. Yeah. Anyway, the right team though. That's enough. Very that. useful player. Anyways, continue. Uh, you want to do our twenty to sixteen? I, I just put my draftable grades, but you go go your twenty to sixteen. Okay, well, I had to get Louisville's Marshawn Ford in there at 20. Of course you did, yeah. Who, I still can't believe, like, no, nothing has, like, he wasn't invited to anything. Yeah, it's weird. Very productive ACC tight end. 
maybe more of a fullback at the next level, given his size. But yeah. uh, then I put my guy Georgia Tech's EJ Jenkins. Uh, Eighteen, I got Nebraska's Travis Vokalek. That's your guy. Sorry, yeah. <laughs> he, I, AJ, I've never seen someone more like absurd running routes than him at the East West Rumble. Like, it was just, like, not under control, but, like, working because he's so big and, like, it was so Is that, like, falling tower Um, style? It was awesome. Yeah. Um, 17, my first draftable, North Dakota State's Noah Gindorf. And then 16, Oklahoma's Braden Willis, who, like I said, I think is a very useful player, kind of like an Andrew Beck. It's funny. Finish your drink. Actually, I put 17 down. Finish your drink on Noah Gindorf. Because I was just over my file. Um, okay, actually, I put so I have 16 draftable, so I'll throw you my 16. It's Miami's Will Mallory, who I got a mid six on him. Fast 40th combine. Yeah, it's still interesting. Still interesting. Super interesting. That says a lot about this class. Yeah. Your 16th tight end can be an interesting tight end prospect. Yep. Uh, okay, give me your 15 to 11. 15, I got your king, Blake Whitehart, also an early mid six on him. Uh, so low on 14, him. I got the goat, Payne Durham. I got an early mm. six on him. Me too. Finish your drink. <laughs> Thirteen is where I put Hunter Lubke. I got a late fifth, early sixth. Uh, Respect. I like, there's there's a dangerous player there somewhere. Um, <laughs> Twelve. I got Cameron Law too, who I think is just well rounded, late fifth round grade. And at eleven, I, I got um, Josh Wiley, my once king. Hey, finish your drink. Also a late fifth round grade on him. Jo- uh, Josh Wiley, another tight end who, if he was in a different class, yeah. I feel like we'd be talking about yeah, him more. I agree. Um, okay, 15, I got Alabama's Cameron Latu. Um, 14, I have uh, Purdue's Payne Durham. Uh, 13, I have Miami's Will Mallory. 12, I have Wake Forest's Blake Whitehart. And 11, I have Cincinnati's Josh Wiley. Okay. Um, anyone you really want to dig into? or can we just Man, probably... if Payne Durham was a little more athletic, I know, he's right? got great hands and he's so good in traffic. Yeah. He's just not very athletic. I know. It really, though. Like, I, and, like, a guy that's going to... Like, I think Payne Durham's going to stick around a while. Like, he's just, like... Yeah, Payne Durham would have been a starting tight end 30 years oh, ago. Oh, yeah. Like, a good one. Oh, yeah. It's just, yeah, the... the yeah, it's just the fucking the athleticism. But, like, a guy that blocks really well and is going to catch everything, just not going to beat anyone in coverage. Yeah. Cam, Cam Latu, I just... He's he's not athletic enough for me. And he's... Like, I, I still have a 6'7". A yeah. Not super athletic. Solid, solid player. Um, kind of an H-backy type mm-hmm. at his size. but I, I Yeah, I think, like, he's well-rounded. Like, he's, like, you know, he's a decent blocker, but, like, it's more like a wall than a plow blocking style. But yeah, it, like the athleticism isn't isn't special. But like I, I don't know. I think like blocking wise, there you do see some pancakes, which is kind of funky. You wouldn't expect it. It's like he's kind of inconsistent. But otherwise, I think like pretty well rounded. But like just and like good hands, I think, and like like keeps it away from the defender. Like good catching outside his frame. But yeah, I don't know. I think like like day Mal- three a guy that can maybe hang around. Mallory's like a big wide receiver. Yeah, he is. I think he's fun. He is fun. Uh, and then yeah, Josh Wiley's. Interesting. He's so long. He's good hands. Runs better routes than I was expecting for a uh, tight end of his size. Mm-hmm. Um, good athlete. Can win contested catches. Can kind of wind up all over the place too. You saw saw him line up at fullback a little bit yeah. even, but yeah, he does. Um, he he's a, he's a guy who I don't have a fourth round grade on him, but I wouldn't be surprised to see him there. Yeah, we've seen we've seen a lot of um, tight ends in like the similar frame. As him going the fourth round, I don't disagree there. That whole group for me, like, like I have, a, I have a quite a few fifth round grades, but like that one, that eleven through um, like sixteen, really, it's like it's pretty tight for me. 
It's all like just pick uh, your flavor. They're fun though. Yeah, no, that's kind of what it is. Uh, Want to give me your ten to six? Yeah, ten. I got uh, Daniel Jeremiah's first player on this board. Uh, <laughs> me too. <laughs> Davis Allen from Clemson. I got an early fifth, so a bit of a jump from Wiley to him. Same. Uh, Same. I found him really hard to comp. You know, I really wanted to comp him to Charlie Kohler, but let's, let's, I got the comp. What? What is it? Josh Oliver. Okay, he's Josh Oliver comp. That's a good one. Uh, he's big. He's he's. He's good in contested catch situations. He's a great blocker, but like it doesn't seem to all come together in the passing game. Yeah, very much. I, I threw Blake Jarwin, but I like yours better. Uh, nine, I got Zach Koontz, also an early fifth. Um, I don't know. The, he's another guy that's tough to come. I put juiced up Colby Parkinson. That's my comp. Um, oh. eight, eight, eight is where I got Brenton Strange, so a bit of a gap. I have Koontz early fifth. I got uh, Strange to an early fourth. I gave him the Tyler Conklin comp. Um and then we get into the big boys. Seven, I got Sam Laporta. Uh, or, uh, sorry, late third uh, grade. Hayden Hurst mm-hmm. comp. Six, I got uh, the GOAT, Luke Schoomaker, late third. Hey, me too. So he's right where he deserves Yeah, I found a hard, another hard guy that was really hard for me to comp. So Luke Schoomaker is my favorite, so I went with my favorite tight end, uh, Luke Wilson. I thought I thought you were going to say, so I comped him to Luke Schoomaker. <laughs> that, that's maybe more appropriate. Uh, yeah, 10, I got Davis Allen of Clemson. Uh, fifth round grade, Josh Oliver comp. I like that. Nine, nine, I have Penn State's Brenton Strange with a fourth round grade and Austin Hooper comp. Eight, I have Old Dominion Zach Koontz. Fourth round grade, Mike Gesicki comp. Seven, I have South Dakota State's Tucker Craft. Uh, third round grade, Hunter Henry comp. And then six, I have Michigan's Luke Schoonmaker Third round grade Dalton Schultz gone. Okay, Davis Allen, it's so true. Like it's he's got a lot of pieces there, and he's really good contested catch. Um, it, it didn't like his testing was fine, and like I think that you throw on the field like he, he looks fine, you know. Just it he, you're right. It just never feels like it all comes together though. But like that that it, body control, like, like that weapon in the mid air is like, it, really interesting. Yeah, he'll make like one jaw dropping catch a game then. Like not be involved in the yeah. passing attack again, but he's a good blocker and he blocks well in space. Yeah, he's good size. I want to see him add like fifteen pounds. Yeah, but agree. If he if he I has that he muscle, a, he could be a very solid round blocker. Yeah, I think he's going to be a very impactful player there. I think he's a, he's definitely a guy that can hang around. Like if he if he hits the if he hits the gym, like I think he will. But you know, hits the gym, it gets in the weight room, and just everything comes together. I don't think he's ever going to be like a high end guy like Daniel Jeremiah thought for a split second, but. He could definitely hang around for a long time. Yeah, agreed. We talked strange. I would talk strange. We talked. So you're talk. you're a little higher on Koontz, but I totally get it. I mean, I'm, I'm I'd buy into. It's just it's traits, baby. Yeah, the hands the hands are a little just the, the my last the last thing holding me back. I think if if I'm swinging on a tight end on day three, I got to swing on him. Yeah. Oh yeah. Six eight with that athleticism. Agree. As oh, much. And that's if I'm swinging. If I just want a guy I know is going to be very solid, that's why I take Brenton Strange over yep. him. But I, I got Koontz above for those traits. Um, T- Tucker Crafts in your top five, so we'll he, save him. He, uh, yeah, sure. Luke, Luke Schoomaker, great blocker, good athlete, good solid hands, not super dynamic. Uh, like the, the athleticism I found showed up more as a blocker than it does as a pass mm, catcher. A yeah. uh, little older, too, which stings him a bit. I think he's just a really solid guy. Like you, you take him probably late third round. Yep, that's where I got him. And, and, and like he is like Dalton Schultz. Like he can give you six hundred, seven hundred yards. 
and be one of the better blocking tight ends. Yeah, in the I agree. I feel like Schoonmaker's just like really safe. The the athletic testing caught me by surprise. I never thought he he tests like that. Like that he had the six eight one cone at his pro day. Like what where did that come from? Um, and like you look on tape, and I agree, it, it doesn't exactly show up. But like the traits, like at at in bits and, pieces, in bits and pieces are there. Um, but yeah, just like another guy, like I, I like to see it throw on a couple more lbs of muscle, and and then he's going to be a really solid block. Like he already is, but you know, just just really solid and good block, uh, good technique, and like just enough, you know, just enough speed, just enough wiggle to kind of get open. Um, yeah, I think he's just going to be a guy that sticks around for a long time. Uh, you want to do five to one? We'll talk about the two guys uh, that one of us each have. Sure. Uh, five is where I got Tucker Craft. I got a mid third on him. I don't have a good comp. Who who's your comp again? Hunter Henry. Hunter Henry. I like that one. I went really lazy and did Dallas Goddard for just being extremely lazy. Um, <laughs> then I, then we get into the big boys. Uh, we jump up from the mid third to the late seconds where I got Michael Meyer. He's my tight end four. Still think he's the highest ceiling. I put Compa uh, as as Zach Miller. Like highest floor, you mean? Yeah, sorry, highest floor. Um, Comp is Zach Miller. Three, I got Musgrave, just a little bit ahead of Meyer. I got like a mid to late second. I did the Mike Gusecki comp. And then uh, two, I got Darnell Washington, early to mid second. Mercedes Lewis comp. And then uh, Dalton Kikade, early second. Set it, Zach Ertz. Wow, I I can't believe Musgrave over Meyer. It's just it's just insane. that the 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 upside of the pass catching ability. I don't know. Uh, five for me. I have Iowa's Sam Laporta, uh, third round grade Evan Ingram comp. Four, I have Oregon State's Luke Musgrave, third round grade Jordan Cameron comp. Three, I have Utah's Dalton Kincaid, uh, high second round grade Zach Ertz comp. I. Really went back and forth between Kincaid and Darnell as my team. Mm-hmm. I just appreciate what Darnell brings to the field a little bit more, I think. Yeah. Uh, so I have Darnell Washington of Georgia, two. Mercedes Lewis, comp high-end, second-round grade. And then one, Notre Dame's Michael Meyer, high-end, second-round grade. Heath Miller. So so not a lot, splitting Meyer, Kincaid, and Washington. All th- no, all three of them are in the same tier for me, mm-hmm. I think. Mm-hmm. I just think my- Meyer, I can see him being like immediately just solid and I never have to worry about it where I think there's a couple more questions with the other two. Yeah, I, I mean that that is definitely fair. I just I don't know, like like the athleticism is fine. I just maybe you know, I don't know how much he's going to I don't know. It's going to translate well. Yeah, he's still the he's still the highest floor, you know. I just Meyer is like it's just not as exciting compared to some of the other guys, but just more more well well-rounded and Gets the job. Yeah. yeah, and I think he's gonna again. He's gonna last for a long time in the NFL. Um, who do you want to talk? Uh, Sammy Laporta. Tucker Craft. Oh, okay, Tucker Craft. Let's do it. Yeah, we're not we're not too far apart. I'm just a little higher on him. Like I think Craft and um, Schoomaker and Laporta are kind of my like that that yeah. next group that you can kind of throw them any three you know ways. I agree. Uh, it depends what you want. Like I think Schoomaker is the best blocker. I think Sam Laporta is the most dynamic. In the passing game, and, and, and Tucker Craft's kind of the most well rounded. Yeah, exactly. I, I agree with you. And Craft, you, you throw on like he's listed six five two fifty four, but he looks like he's big, uh, built a lot thicker. He looks, I know, right? Yeah, I thought he looked huge in the Montana State game. Yeah. Also, they motion him and let him QB sneak all the time. <laughs> it's and I great. Love it. It's he's really effective at it too. Um, but yeah, just like a, you know, he's got that thick build. He'll, I'm sure he'll be back to that size. Um, 
you know, good, good like speed to build up and thread in vertically. Like just good, well, like well rounded. Like good blocker, pretty smooth route runner. Mm-hmm. Yeah, solid blocker can do some damage up to the catch. I think uh, you you see his catch radius show up in fifty balls. Like another he's a really solid tight end. Yeah, another guy that's effective as a lead blocker. Like and the tools are there to be a better blocker too. I like that. Like high, super high effort, and like maybe like the most maybe maybe the most nasty to him as a blocker. He would have been my tight end one last yep. year. Like, yeah. that's how much, like, he's my tight end seven this year. Would have been my tight end one last year. Like, I like him a lot. There's just so many good tight ends. For me, it would have been splitting hairs between him and McBride. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I agree. McBride wasn't even my tight end one. I know he wasn't. Jelani wasn't. I think, I don't remember my. Go. Yeah, I, again, he's just really well-rounded. Um, I think he's going he's gonna to turn into a really solid tight end. And then Sam Laporta, um, I think he's just, such a good player after the catch. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think he's one of the better route runners of the group. I, I thought he was so smooth. Yeah. Uh, he's very fluid. Not, yeah, he's he's a he's an F. Like he's not a guy who I he's not a great blocker. And he isn't. He, he, but he, he he's kind of willing. Uh, I think if if I'm taking him, like I I hope to have like a, a true inline Y tight end to kind of pair with him. Yeah. Yeah. I agreed. Um. I will say, like, maybe the two things that, that were a little scarier for me is, like, can kind of just struggle hanging on to the ball um, through, through the you know, through contact and kind of, like, sometimes struggling outside his frame. But, like, yeah, I, I love the route running a lot because, like, you see, like, a lot of nuance, I think, maybe maybe more maybe more than a lot of these guys, maybe more than anyone. Yeah. Like, he, he, he is really good at setting up routes. Mm-hmm. I think you see, like, his change of direction show up. I, I, he stems his routes really well, and that that for me, like as much as I was worried because he's smaller than these other guys, he isn't as good a blocker. Yeah. Um, I, it's just the combo of the red running and the yak. Yeah, it's very I good. Thought yak. That, yeah. Yeah. No, um, no. Plus, he's oh, Iowa's emergency QB, so it's pretty sick. <laughs> All seven of these guys are just really good, and like like you said, could easily oh. be tight end one last year. Also, Sam Laporta was productive despite. Uh, the Ferentz conundrum. It's, it's true. Well, he's he's a tight end in Iowa. He has to be productive. Just that to me, so impressive. Th- this man had over six hundred yards both both of the last two years because uh, in, in this offense, he's, so. he's damn good. Yeah, but like, but yeah, no, he, yeah, no. He's just I love the wiggle. Like he's got some wiggle in his route running too. Like he'll throw a jab and throw it like. He's tough. He's tough to, to cover, and I, I agree. It's, it's I think that Kraft, Schoomaker, Laporta is like flip a coin between the three of them. It's what what you like more. And that's kind of how I feel with Meyer, Darnell, Washington, and Kincaid as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's fair. I, I like. I, yeah, the top four guys for me kind of like kind of like that. Um, and then those three, it's I've, yeah. I have Musgrave kind of in his own. Little mm-hmm. you're, you're, yeah, that's our big split. It's like. I kind of ended up buying into the Musgrave thing, where like I do have him in the, in the second round. You you have him in the third. Um, it, it's just like that, the, you know, the, the the receiving like the, the athletic upside is very tantalizing. Um, yeah, it's just the, the ability to get for it. But like again, I totally agree. He's like got the biggest boss potential of the of these. Hell, even of the top seven, maybe <laughs> like he. The, the tight, this this tight end class can be really fun to talk about as well. I'm really excited to see where where these guys land and how many we end up with in the first round. If you had to say, do you think how many will go in the first? Uh, I'll land on two. I'll land on two. And which two do you think it'll be? I think it's be Kincaid and, and Washington. I think it's be yeah. my top two. That wouldn't that wouldn't surprise me. Meyer er, very early second and Musgrave not far after. 
Yeah, I, I'm, uh, I can't, as much as I don't want, because I hate the bangles, I won't want to land on the bangles. I think that'd be fun. would be fun. Like, because, like, I was going to say, you know what's kind of makes me sad about this class is I feel like a lot of these guys are going to come in and, like, replace guys that, that found homes last year. Because <laughs> a lot of those guys kind of, like, emerge as, like, you know, very productive, and, like, the, like, the vet tight end that was ahead of them or whoever are kind of gone now, you know? And um, now I'm worried that these guys are going to get you served. But... Let me ask you one last question before I go. How many guys do you see get into the second? You know, like the top 60 picks. I will say if, if I'm saying two in the first, whichever of the, my top three doesn't go, so uh, plus Luke Musgrave, mm-hmm. I think only two go in the second, and then you get yeah. Laporta, Schoonmaker, and Kraft all in the Yeah, third. that's kind of that's how I stack them, and that, that and, might be where they push you. Like they don't rise and, and stuff, yeah. I guess one last question is, do you think Koontz, Strange, or Davis Allen get into the third? I think I think Koontz could, yeah. I, I do. I think someone just swings it? I could see it. I, again, it, Also, I just want to say, the, the Raiders at 38 kind of need a tight end. Yeah, they do. That could be the, that, that could be an interesting learning spot. Yeah. Hey, speed, baby. They want Musgrave. Lock it in. That would be quite interesting. What if, Hey, what if they take... Uh, <laughs> Hear me out, hear me out. What if they take Michael Meyer at 38, and then at 100 they take Zach Coons? It's kind of sick. That's kind of sick. It's kind of, it's kind of sick, isn't it? <laughs> McDaniels comes from New England. We know they that's, like two tight ends. That's true. 